times of darkness are certainly part of our journey in this life. But, thank the Lord, He never leaves us to face the darkness alone. One of the great blessings of the 23rd Psalm is the promise of the shepherd's presence. Thou art with me. Let's join Scott Pauley now as he continues this series, The Shepherd of the Shadows. For the last several studies, we have been parked, or perhaps I should say camped, in Psalm 23 because we've been sitting in the middle of a field watching the shepherd take care of his sheep and learning more about the beautiful shepherding work of our Lord in all of our lives. I thought it would be appropriate at the end of our study of Psalm 23 if we made our way to the New Testament and spent two or three days here examining what Jesus said about himself as shepherd. Because remember, all of Scripture is really just a pointer pointing us again and again to Messiah. So what you find in in seed form in Psalm 23 you find in fully developed form in the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Old Testament is the foundation. The New Testament is the framework. The Old Testament is the foretelling. The New Testament is the fulfilling. So what I'm about to show you from the gospel records and from the New Testament epistles is not a footnote on our study of Psalm 23. I would argue it is the fulfillment of everything Psalm 23 is about. Let's begin in Matthew chapter number 9 because we get a little glimpse in Matthew 9 of the shepherd heart of the Lord Jesus, the heart of Jesus Christ. Now, the context is that the Pharisees have been saying that he's casting out devils uh, through the power of Satan. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being so religiously uh, bound and blind that you miss God standing in front of you? Can you imagine being so consumed with yourself, you miss Jesus. But they were. And yet, instead of Jesus engaging them, arguing with them, debating with them, here's what we read in Matthew 9, verse 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Now this is powerful. Instead of the Lord Jesus spending all of his time on the wolves, he goes after the sheep. How instructive this is. Instead of us simply spending all of our time fighting those who are fighting against God. Perhaps what we should be doing are going after those who do not know the Lord Jesus, who are hurting souls, who are needy and open to the truth. That's what Jesus did. Uh, He does mix his metaphors here just a little bit, and I love this because in verse 36, those lost souls are sheep, and in verse 38, uh, they're part of the harvest. Now, there's a beautiful uh, illustration here using the agricultural world of the day. Uh, He said the shepherd must go after the sheep and the laborers must get out into the harvest. In other words, let's not waste our time uh, just simply fighting and fussing and feuding all the time. Let's look at the multitudes and see their spiritual condition. I've marked in my Bible, in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, he saw. You see, Jesus saw differently. Than everybody else. He sees differently now than everybody else. 
Remember what Jeremiah said? Jeremiah said, my eye affects my heart. I believe if we're ever going to get the heart of Jesus, we must begin to see people like Jesus sees them. And notice, he was looking at multitudes, at crowds, but it wasn't crowds he was concentrating on. It was individuals. Matthew 9, verse 36, has a parallel. It's found in the gospel according to Mark, in Mark chapter number 6 and verse 34. And it's very interesting because in that portion of Scripture, the context is that the disciples are drained and frustrated with the crowds, and they want to send them away, and Jesus is moved because he sees them as sheep not having a shepherd. Isn't that just like us? We just want to get rid of the problems, get rid of the people, get rid of the masses. Uh, Do you ever find yourself getting annoyed and aggravated with sinners? We do, don't we? Even angry with sinners. You know, in a hard and harsh world, it's easy for us to get hard-hearted and to begin to be harsh ourselves and fleshly ourselves. Uh, After a while, you can just get so fed up with what's going on around you and the way sinners uh, act and treat one another and treat us uh, that if you're not careful, you can just get cynical and critical and sour. I want to remind you what we all need. We need the heart of Jesus. And if that's going to happen, we have to see like Jesus does. There are three key words in Matthew 9, verse 36 I want you to remember today. The first is the word sheep. Uh, This is how Jesus sees every sinner as a sheep. Uh, Repeatedly, we've seen this emphasis in Scripture, but here it is, Matthew 9, verse 36. He saw them as sheep having no shepherd, weak and wandering and wounded, dirty and defenseless and needing direction. That is how the Lord sees every sinner. Oh, Lord, help us see through the eyes of Jesus. Then the second word is the word scattered. If sheep is how Jesus sees sinners, then scattered is how Jesus sees sin. This is what sin does. It scatters. It destroys and divides and brings ruin. Think of it this way. God gathers, sin scatters. From the very beginning, it scattered Adam and Eve out of the garden. It scattered people at the Tower of Babel. Why? Because sin always scatters people. The description here says that they fainted and were scattered abroad. The word fainted reminds us of the weakness that sin brings, and the word abroad reminds us of the wandering that sin brings. In other words, it it weakens in every way. It drives us in every way away from God. Think of it this way. Sin fleeces a man, and only Jesus can feed a man. A sin will use a man up and cast him out, but Jesus runs to that sheep that has no shepherd and begins to gather him up again. There's a third word, and it's the most important word. A sheep is how the Lord sees every sinner, and scattered is how the Lord sees sin, but shepherd is how the Lord sees himself. And that's very important because that's the way we need to see him. This is a revelation of the tenderness of Jesus, that in a harsh world he's tender with sinners that in a hard world, he loves sinners. And then once we become his own, his tender care and keeping of all of our lives, he loves us. Praise God for that. Oh, what a revelation of the heart of Jesus. If you turn over just a few pages in your Bible from Matthew chapter 9, you come in the same book, Matthew chapter number 18, uh, to another amazing parallel passage that says this in Matthew 18, 11, For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. How think ye? If a man have an hundred sheep, and one of them be gone astray, doth he not leave the ninety and nine, and goeth into the mountains, and seeketh that which is gone astray? 
And if so be that he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoiceth more of that sheep than of the ninety and nine which went not astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father which is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. In a more fully developed way, he, he teaches on the shepherd going after the one and leaving the 99 in Luke chapter number 15. But here it is, another revelation of the heart of Jesus. And might I say today, there's only one good shepherd, but uh, we ought to have many sheepdogs. There ought to be many of us uh, that are, are pushing people and, and nudging people and leading people to know our precious Savior. Would you ask the Lord today to help you see like Jesus sees and feel and love like Jesus loves and think like Jesus thinks so that you can minister to sinners like Jesus ministered to sinners? This is not the time to drive people away. This is not the time to circle the wagons and stay to ourselves. This is the time to do what Jesus did and be moved with compassion and then move to where the sinners are and go after them in Jesus' name. May God help us all have the heart of Jesus. The presence of the shepherd makes all the difference for the sheep. And remembering that our shepherd, the Lord Jesus, is our constant companion, makes all the difference in the world for us, his sheep. Be sure to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, for many helpful resources. We also invite you to find Dr. Scott Pauley on YouTube, where you'll find Bible messages that have been preached in various churches and meetings all across the country. We hope you will subscribe to the channel and then share it with others. On behalf of Scott Pauley and all of us at Enjoying the Journey, thank you for making this daily broadcast part of your life. And may God help you to enjoy the journey.